Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, how you doing today? I am doing good. It's a pleasure to be here. How's Addison doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Halfway through a, a trip to Ireland. <laughs> I guess you are. And I can tell you, it's the best. Absolutely the best. You better be watching what you're saying right now. Why? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're recording this early and you're trying to act like it's going to be great. And I hope it is. That's fair. I hope it's That's going fair. great and that you're really enjoying it over there right now. Oh, I can tell you right now. The ghost of me is coming back from the past and nothing better. Nothing. Rain, clouds, it doesn't matter. Ireland is just beautiful. Okay. I recommend this to everyone. To go at this time of the year. Why not? If you have the opportunity, I will say, because it's coupled with a work trip, it's the greatest trip ever. Yeah, yeah. Schedule your tickets uh, more in advance, I think would be the only recommendation based yeah. on our side conversations. But not necessarily an issue for this trip, just due to the circumstances, but it'll work out. Okay. But let's uh, flash back to reality, or back, oh. to, back to today. Sorry, I'm, I'm back. Okay. I, I know that you were just talking to the future me, but I'm back. And uh, no, everything's good. Thought we should uh, start off today with a little bit of news. Okay. We're not going to talk about our weekends because we already did that in the last episode. Nothing's changed from here to then. <laughs> but uh, I hope that's not true. But whatever. We can we can talk future selves again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, what are we going to do this weekend? I apologize for my friend. This is ridiculous. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with the future self? I don't know. We man. should always look to the future, right? Uh, the ghost of the past is Speaking what. Speaking of up looking to the ago. future, oh, Harley has a new engine. Well, yes. Harley is going to have a new engine. They're talking <laughs> Sorry, about Future a new Me engine. again was talking about the new engine that already came out. Okay. But <laughs> back to reality or back to today. Harley is talking about this new engine. Now, I have to admit, Brad had no idea this was coming. Uh, you know, you can say that all you want. <laughs> you know, they were releasing these new bikes that they have going on, and nobody was really talking about the power plant, but it was obvious to me that it did not look like a typical Harley motor. Now, you're talking different. about the Panamerica. Yes. Because the other ones, the cruisers they were releasing were clearly the same 114. Right. But the Panamerica had something different, it looked like, underneath. Right. And when we looked at it, it was very much a mock-up. Yeah, the one that they had at the show, though, that a lot of people took pictures of. Yes. It was obvious that it had been written. That's where you really called it out. Yes. Have you seen the commercial? Ooh, I have not. I recommend taking a look at this. There's a YouTube video. I don't know if it's a full-on commercial. I believe I saw it as a Harley-sponsored commercial okay uh, on instagram of this thing running through the woods okay maybe i have seen and i gotta say it's incredibly mediocre oh i was not really impressed i mean as an adventure bike now as a harley in the woods i was impressed it's as good as any you know not any there are very good custom sportsters and custom bikes built out of harleys to do it but your average dirt sportster or whatever this thing will outperform clearly okay it's done right they've done their best um i this is not a Backcountry Discovery Route Bike. Okay. This is a... Uh, Can we know. say that? 
Uh, we'll get into that. Okay. We've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Surprising from, you know, four hours ago till now how much has changed in our lives. It's a whole week for these guys. Come on. I know, but it, it feels like a week. So this is, this is timely. This works out well. Okay. But, uh, you know, but it looks like a competent bike. You could go dirt road it all day. Okay. I mean, it looks similar to the Scrambler 900 that Triumph released. In fact, so it's not in line with the twelve hundred. The power plant itself is a nine twenty five. If you read that article, I understand. Yes, I get that. So Harley wrote up a little bit about their pre-release teaser information. It wasn't Harley with some additional information that was kind of surprising. I agree. There was about four items, uh, three per bike, three per engine. Okay, that threw me completely off, and it's the same three. Okay, sure. For once. And it's not even real release information. This is like, we have an engine, we've tested it, this is what it can do. Right. Right? This wasn't like, this is our new bike. But they told us horsepower numbers. Yeah. Well, they had to do something. But I... They had to do something. I can't tell you if I've ever seen horsepower numbers officially posted by Harley. Right. They always show... Not always. They generally will show We talked about that two weeks ago. We did. Future self. We could tell the torque. That's past self now. Oh. And this is like an episode of Lost right here. (laughs) Tell you, we're going back and forth so much. But... uh, (laughs) But, yeah, they talk about torque fairly often. Okay. Um, and we knew the torque values on the current 114s and everything there. But, yeah, horsepower numbers, man. That's crazy for Harley. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. It's so Indian that it's not Harley. I, like I said, they had to do something. They had to do something. They heard our episode and they had to respond. <laughs> Instantly. For <laughs> a week of our last episode, their, their official response to us and the world. Is, hey, we have something coming out too. Yes. Right? And uh, horsepower-wise, it's fairly comparable. 140 right. horses on the big engine, 115 or so on the little, on the 925. So there's 925, I think it was what, a 1215, a 1200, okay. basically, yeah. and a 900. Um, so, I mean, I guess putting it in the same class as the Scrambler 900 that Triumph had is probably a pretty fair sure. estimate. Uh, it looks more adventure than the Scrambler. Has that more stereotypical adventure look, but with a Harley tank. So it's an interesting... Cruiser adventure bike hybrid. Mm-hmm. Our Scrambler was very much a, a vintage looking bike, right? What do they call it? A modern classic, I think is what Triumph calls those. Um, so, you know, it's, it's Harley's take on that and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I would be curious to learn more. The fact that it's a new power plant, it's not a push rod engine. Right. That it's a, uh, you know, you can find out there, the pictures at least make it look very much like, a non-planar engine, like an offset V-twin. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the basic information on it says it's something new and something different. Uh, the other, the third item, so we got horsepower and torque, which just surprising this earlier that they threw torque in. Right. But even more surprising is it's a high revving engine. Right. Yeah. 6,500 RPMs, I think. Which I think is exactly the same as our Challenger engine we talked about last <clears throat> week. So this is very timely for us. Uh, okay. It turns out it was a good topic. Because uh, information keeps coming, so this is the. And I don't think it's the end. They have going. they have to respond. They have to they respond do. with this kind of information. They had something in the works. They just they just didn't release it before Indian did. Because I don't think there was a lot of uh, pre-release information that alluded towards um, Indian having a new motor that they're working on. Whereas we were able to see in the Pan America that they had something in the works. Just there was no sure. information. Sure, that's fair. Right. That's fair. And I guess the other the other point, I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, what do you think? Should Harley have come out first? Obviously, they had this in the, you know, I say in the chamber again, we already talked about this, but they had this in their pocket, ready to go. Right. 
I don't know if it uh, really matters. I mean, I mean, now it's where they are. They had, they could have put it out, but it's different for them. To to the point yeah. that we're trying to make here is that Harley's doing something different. They're recognizing that they're having to provide some information. Maybe they're playing catch up. Maybe they're playing. Hey, wait, me too. Right? We've got something different going on as well. But um, it's the direction that the industry is going. And I, if Harley's already on this bandwagon of trying to put this kind of a motor together, then they've seen what Indian's been doing with the Scout, sure. with FTR and others, and they're going, we gotta, we're gotta, we going to have to step it up. We're trying to get into a different market and to what other people are wanting outside of our baseline audience of uh, Harley purchasers. Sure. I, I think it's a good move. Yeah. I think, yeah, to your point, baseline Harley is going to be pissed. Yeah. This is a water-cooled, not even a parallel. I mean, it's not even on plane. Yeah. It's, I mean, everything about it is not The Harley. turn signals are on the correct side. Yeah, the, the same, you know, right-left switch on the same lever, <laughs> on the same side of the bars. Yeah. It, I mean, everything about this is not classic Harley. Sure. So, you know, I think your diehard Harley fans are not going to be happy with this engine. Now, it doesn't look like they're getting rid of the 114. But is the intent to to get rid of their other product lines? Because this is something that's, in general, altogether no. a sway away from where their baseline target audience has been. So I don't see this really affecting them too much. I think they're going to go, what are they doing? What well, does that, this make why, why, why so are they doing this? That's what I'm getting at is I think it was good to release it after Indian because it's more of a response to Indian, not a, hey, we're making changes. Mm-hmm. Right? I think for your diehard Harley fans that want the classic Harley look, feel, and sound, yeah, they're going to be upset by this. But because Indian just said, hey, we have an engine that's just like, well, Indian said, hey, we have this new engine. And Harley said, hey, we have one just like it. Yeah. I think it's more of a response saying, hey, if you like that Indian better than the classic Harley, well, then you can still get a modern Harley. Yeah. Right? You don't need to get the Indian. Harley's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So stay on our side, right? Come back to us. So I don't think that's think the boat that they want to be in, though. But being a good move that they did something this quickly. Correct. And tried to throw it out, not so much a comparison, but hey, we've got something in the works. This is it. Get excited. This is cool. And, I, you know, torque numbers don't add up. It's definitely lacking right. where Indian's coming out. Sure. Um, so th- there are some differences. And once we know more, right, once Harley starts releasing some specs and let people play with them, we'll know a lot more about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for now, it looks like a good answer. And I don't know that I agree. They don't necessarily want to be playing catch up on Indian, but I don't think they are. They still have their bread and butter. And Indian's really struggled to get into that market. Mm-hmm. Indian is not the, for the big cruisers. It's still the electric glide and the Dyna glide and Harley still owns that big cruiser market. Sure. So, you know, Indian's always been playing catch up there. Indian just said, Hey, fine. We're gonna do something different then. Yeah. Right? We got to get our hype up. Yeah. And then at least we have a name and a recognizable yep. name and people will consider looking at our high end ultra glide equivalents. Yep. And that's kind of what it was, was Indian saying, yeah, we, we can do something similar, but it's ours. We're no longer doing just American cruisers. We're doing a modern American cruiser. Right. And a week later, Harley says, yeah, we are too. Yeah. <laughs> right. We, we can do that. We just know that we sell these. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, I think it's a good move. I don't think there's a bad marketing move. To that point, I know we looked at it all as well, a small article that I sent with that mm-hmm. um, regarding a, a free marketing campaign that Harley was given. I don't know how much you looked into that. But yeah. Yeah. Thank you to uh, Katy Perry. Yeah. For writing a new song and making a new video to bring young people to the American cruiser market. 
Okay. Do you think it's going to work? I think there, I don't know that it will work, quote unquote, because it's still just, you know, a pop music or a pop culture hit. Right. Right. So it's going to hit, it's going to be popular for two months and it's going to disappear. So it's not going to change the world, but I think it'll bring new people into it. And I think she has a following of young, you know, young feminists, let's say, that I think if Harley can capitalize on this, if they can get female promoters out there pushing riders courses, helping get out some word about the bike and helping people get into motorcycling. Yeah. I think it's an interesting move because you end up with a lot of your edgy people, right? If you look at pop culture, a lot of the edgier type pop culture icons are riding Harleys, mm-hmm. right? You're ending up with a lot of the rockers and the, you want a big cruiser, a big bagger is what they're going to show up in, right? Sure. A lot of your tatted up, you know, a little more edgy. You don't end up with a lot of pop culture icons riding a Harley, mm-hmm. right? You don't see Taylor Swift riding a Harley. I know that's a big thing, Taylor Swift versus Katy Perry, but oh, okay, it's a you, thing. You would know. There's beef. I know. I have kids. I have a wife that watches this stuff. But you never do. I know. Uh, oh no, no, never. However, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> Katy Perry, I I think it will bring new people to the market. I think there is a door was opened by this, and it was basically free advertising. Yeah, whether or not that brings anybody, I mean, that's time will tell. But it does. It is. It opens a door, opening something. It is saying, "Hey, take it and run." Maybe get some clothing that's hardly slash Katy Perry branded. That I think it's good for the motorcycle community in general. I think. Katy Perry is relevant with younger people, mm-hmm. newer riders, probably the type of demographic that isn't generally riding. Sure. Right? You don't generally, at least I don't relate Katy Perry music to riding. Okay. So, you know, I think it's a, <laughs> an intro. And it, it's something that I, I, in reading through the article, I kind of didn't care, but decided to read it anyway for the podcast. And <laughs> I found out it was actually really interesting that, you know, she got brought into it from her now fiance. But that in the video, she wore only her own stuff. She didn't go get a bunch of branded Harley stuff. She didn't ask Harley for anything. Okay. She used her own new bike. I don't know if that's true. The bike part was iffy. It was not clear. But her jacket, her gloves, her helmet, this was her personal equipment. Right. So she recently, and apparently she booked out California rider safety courses for a straight month so no one could ever see her on the course. Okay. And got her endorsement and got all legal and did all this right. So she showed up and right. so they both legitimately had a right. motorcycle. They were both on their own motorcycle. So her fiance isn't I don't I don't know if he's in the video, but it's not clear. I haven't seen the video. Not you the biggest seen... Katy Perry fan. This isn't working so for me. So you read an back. article about a video and yeah. re- are reporting Well, I saw on bits it. of the video, the okay. clips and, and different things regarding this. But uh I'm just interested in this because okay, I that's think fair, yeah. I think it's Good, that she did it right, got her endorsement, mm-hmm. showed up to make the video with her own stuff. The article was involving a lot of interviews with Harley PR. And basically, as far as I understand, she wrote the song, recorded the video, and then her recording company came to Harley and said, hey, we have someone that wants to use your bike in a video. What do you think? Right? So I know Harley helped support some of the supporting group and gave clothes to the backup singers and dancers and whatever else. Oh, so they did. They did help support it in the end. Okay. But basically the song was written and the video was being made before Harley was even brought into the picture. So Harley didn't go and say, hey, write us a promo video, right? But they found out about this. 
That's uh, there's there's too much iffy information on here. I I don't know. Okay, you're in the middle of shooting a video. How does Harley even know? Because the, I mean, after NDAs and everything, the recording company got a hold of Harley. Said, "Hey, we have this artist. They want to use Harley." Okay, so right. we're, we want to show this and actually have it. Yeah, the have name real branded and stuff because okay. you can call it what you want and sing about it. I think I don't think there's a problem with that, but to be able to have the video with a number of Harleys rolling around and whatnot. Okay. They needed some okay. permission. That's fair. Okay. Yes. But it was interesting that Harley didn't my, – my point on this is that Harley didn't go to her. She came and said, hey, I'm riding this bike. I wrote a song about this bike. She went on some trip to Hawaii with her now fiancé and rented a Harley and mm-hmm. loved the experience. So I wrote a song about the experience. Is the, right? That's the genesis of the song there. Okay. But the song is obviously Harley in Hawaii, something to that effect. So yeah. – I think it's good. I think that those fans that have nothing to do with Harleys or never did are now going to be significantly more interested because they're pop idol and there's a lot of them. I think there's a hundred million followers on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, she's got quite the following. Okay. Are now going to be exposed to Katy Perry in Harley gear riding a Harley of her own choosing. We'll see. I want to see how this works out for her. I think it'll work out. But that's the question, right? I don't think it's going to do much unless... Harley capitalizes on this moment. So I'm curious to see what Harley does because capitalizing on this moment also kind of gives the finger to their core base. <laughs> Cause this isn't really the kind of thing that your core Harley rider cares about. Well, it depends. What is the song? You didn't even listen Harley to in it. Hawaii. You didn't listen to it. You didn't it's a pop see song. it. Okay. It's going to be catchy. Okay. It's not a bad song. You know this because... I listened to parts of it. You'd listen to parts of it. Yeah, I listened to it. You've listened to it. Have you listened to parts of it or have you listened to it? Parts of it? Why are you calling me out so hard, man? I'm sorry. Not a Katy Perry fan. Sorry. I know. I'm not either. I probably won't ever listen to it. It's catchy and I'm sure it'll hit the radio if it hasn't already. I don't listen to pop music, so... (laughs) I don't know if it it may have already been on the radio and I just wasn't aware of it. So we may be way behind on this. It could be a year old. But we're talking about Harley, and I can see this bringing new people, especially as they're getting a more modern bike, more modern engine. They're doing something, even though it may not be on their... So they are releasing a new engine, and they got some free advertising for the brand in general. Mm -hmm. So good for them. Okay. That's all I'm expressing, man. Okay. Come on, man. (sighs) I'm sorry. I try so hard. Now, the other point of news that we were talking about... Backcountry. Backcountry. So this came up talking about backcountry discovery routes. But backcountry.com, who this is kind of roughly affiliated, but uh, you guys have all met Dennis. Yes. At least through the podcast here. And he uh, got pretty heavily involved with this, at least within <laughs> his own purchasing and emails and correspondence with these companies. So he kind of let us in on maybe some more details as they were coming out before they were officially released. Um, but at this point, everything's out in the open and released and, okay. and there are articles within the last two to three days regarding the same information. However, uh, backcountry.com is the parent company of motosport.com, which I'm sure if you listen to our podcast, you've heard us mention and or have shopped there. Okay. I know yep. I have. Yeah. Um, but they have apparently decided that it was time for a scorched earth campaign <laughs> to ensure that they owned everything that related to backcountry, right. the word backcountry. That if you owned a business that said backcountry in the name, you could not because they own backcountry. Yes. 
Um, this has been going on for a few years. I didn't know it was this in depth. I knew this was a new thing because of backcountry discovery routes, because of a couple of ski companies. There's a little ski, a small ski manufacturer, um, that's really made a lot of news recently about it. There's a, uh, avalanche safety training company that involves back the word backcountry. Okay. There's a e e pedal bike. Um, kind of an off-road mountain bike for e-bikes. Okay. A company that sells and rents those. A lot of these are Utah-based, which ironically so is backcountry.com. Okay. Um, but a lot of these little companies that they could find registration of that involved the word backcountry, they went after. And basically for the last two to three years have been sending cease and desist letters. Right. Um, just threatening them, <clears throat> not doing much but other than threatening to the point where a handful of these companies change their names out of concern, right? Okay. Due to lawyer fees, everything else. And obviously right. that it's big, easier for us to change yep, it to the big internet conglomerate. has got yeah, more money whatever. than, you know, that country ski shop. Mm-hmm. Right. So they needed to change their name. And a lot of them did. Um, but it kind of began getting out of hand and getting more and more steam from those that are opposed to where there's a Facebook group that at the point this art- that the article I read was written had 19,000 people against, you know, trying to boycott backcountry.com okay and all of these are basically backcountry.com normal users sure right people that use it and the the problem i have with this whole thing is you know when you look at it motorsport.com and backcountry.com are affiliated there if you look at backcountry motorcycle route right backcountry discovery routes yeah that's those are the guys buying from motorsport.com right you look at a ski company those guys buying goggles on backcountry you know, renting or buying tents, right? A lot of these companies they're going after should be working with them, right? They are, are affiliated. It's basically their same customers yeah. that are using these, you know, tour sites or backcountry routes or whatever it is are going to be buying their gear from backcountry and motorsport. And now you're suing basically someone who's bringing customers to you. Right. Because uh, that's what it ended up going to is basically lawsuits on these companies within the last year. And uh, there's been enough uproar, though, just to kind of settle it before we get too deep and and dig dig backcountry into the weeds, that they did release, I guess the first statement was about a week ago, they released that they, one of the high profile that's been making a lot of noise, they ceased the lawsuit on them. They okay. cut that loose. And then the CEO, within the last two to three days, released a, a response that they have gone ahead and benched all their lawyers. Okay. And that they, uh, you know, that, that they're really sorry for this action. The thing I could not discern, I have heard from Dennis. So Dennis actually sent, he had an order waiting on Motosport, decided to do some research before he gave them money. Okay. So he called Motosport. He, he didn't call. He emailed Motosport. Backcountry discovery routes. He emailed a handful of groups to understand. Hey, are you? Is this happening? Are you being sued? Is there lit- litigation? What's going on? What's happening? Backcountry discovery confirmed that yeah, there was. They're not on our back anymore. Um, and then Motosport and Backcountry.com both responded. Right, the CEO of those companies right. responded basically saying that you know we're sorry and and they're not going to pursue that, but. Other than Dennis's email, when you look at their official releases, it doesn't look like they've actually dropped the suits. They've just stopped pursuing the suits. Right. Benching your lawyers is not the same as, as um, giving up. Right. Whatever the moving legal on. term is for that. Sure. Now, there seems a lot of 
a lot of hurt feelings there. Uh, there's a lot of concern on my part about this whole, you know, big corporate going after companies. But I can say that a lot of them they're actually ended up partnering with. Um, well, that's mo- what – what are they trying to do? When you send out a cease and desist on a name usage, what are you trying to do? You have some forward-thinking idea about how you want to market yourself in the future, similar to iPhone – iMac, whatever it may be, iTunes for Apple, let's say, or or something along those lines where you want to be able to go into certain markets and you see yourself wanting to grow and have different sectors or having different shops potentially that are brick and mortars maybe or online retail that seem very explicit and catchy and that you can bring people into. That's what I foresee them trying to do. And I'm speculating, obviously, but that's where I see them trying why they i that's why they're probably doing what they did sure right. i can see that you know trying to rebrand or or brand more items bring more in mm-hmm. that can be affiliated with that name backcountry right? or they're worried that people are going to these other locations and thinking it is backcountry affiliated sure. and that it's not so they're not support supporting their brand that they think they may be getting i don't know yeah, I guess there's a handful of reasons there. I think the the bigger concern was, you know, the understanding of a similar market, and that that's fair. I mean, you can't. It is difficult to compete and grow in a market like that where there's you know five or six companies with similar names that are in the same game. Sure. Right. I mean, I get it. That 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 makes it very difficult. But at the same point, the word backcountry seems a difficult word to brand as your company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a word that's been in the English language for a long time. It's not like it was coined by them, right? It's not right. like a Xerox machine is to Xerox, right? right? It's really a copy machine. Do you call it Xerox? Yes, because Xerox makes copy machines. Right. Right. If you had a company called Xerox, it would be a problem that made copy machines. Right. Right. But that's a name that meant nothing until Xerox owned it, right? You look at... You know, I mean, even Motorsport isn't the most ideal. There is another company, Motorsport Hillsboro, sells motorcycles. They're a small company. They have very similar branding. Um, I know there's some affiliation there, but they're not uh, directly associated in sales and, and money. Right. At some point, they were connected, but legally, they can both use the same name and similar branding, despite being unaffiliated at this point. Oh, what do you think about them trying to bully these other companies that they were trying to get in affiliation with? Do you think that they were doing that? So they reached out to each one of these companies before the lawsuit and said, hey, we want to start working with you and be able to have our product lines. You start, you know, making sure that your purchases are coming from us and we'll give you discounts and such. And then these companies were saying, no, we like the way we've been doing it. I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of these are small enough companies that, that they would be more than happy to have a large retailer doing free advert, right? Not free, but sponsored advertising and whatnot for them, right? They would enjoy that affiliation and get extra cash flow from it. Um, to the point where a lot of these agreements that have been made after the fact, kind of in, in apology, quote unquote, um, have brought a connection between the two. Mm-hmm. And it, it does seem that those have, that have made that agreement and that have come to those terms based on the articles and interviews with both sides mm-hmm. is pretty amicable, if not happy on both sides. Sure. Okay. So I, I don't think that there's a, you know, a conspiracy history of, of trying to get them to join. They wouldn't. So they bullied them into joining. 
mm-hmm. instead of making them join, they'd said, okay, fine, trying to save face and just making that contract later. Right, right. I think the intention was to make them change their name and move on as the backcountry owner of the world. Okay. I mean, I just right? was curious if there was some sort of a conspiracy theory a, here. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's definitely a theory. I don't know if that's the case based on the articles and what I've known. Okay. Now, a lot of the big ticket guys, I will say, to, to help support that, a lot of the bigger ticket companies that are in discussion settled prior to this big blow up of the issue and can't discuss the settlement, have expressed that they changed their name or they've come to an agreement and they cannot express the terms. Really? So there is definitely yeah, some, something to be something said about, fishy. about, you know, these, these settlements, these hush settlements under the table prior to actually going to suit or doing anything like that. Okay. Some of that could just be that they couldn't fight it, so they took what they could get and ran. Right. Changed their name and moved on. Or, yeah, you want us to do that? That's fine. Give us a settlement of $20,000 and you guys can own it. Because we've had this for so long, we could probably prove it. You could fight us or give us some money, right? Yep. And that's kind of, and I don't, that's what I could not discern from the articles, whether it was backcountry.com paid them to change their name or whether... Instead of being sued for lots, it was, okay, if you just change your name, we'll let you go. You don't have to pay us. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Right. I, that's what I mean. I don't know who won in these situations. If the small company got a little bit of money to change their name, mm-hmm. if if Backcountry did the right thing and did that, or if they just straight up scorched it and said, no, our lawyers will eat every last penny out of you if you don't do it. Right. Or is this a publicity stunt so more people know about Backcountry in I, general? I mean, I've never been to the not, site. I've never it, been to the site. I don't know. It went it went poor. I've been to the site and I stopped shopping there just because they don't generally have what I need uh, for the most part. But every once in a while it'll come up. They, uh, I, if it was a publicity sign, I think it did more harm than good. Because anybody that was shopping would want to shop there. An, R, an avid REI shopper, an avid sportsman's warehouse, somebody that was looking for camping gear, this kind of stuff, knows about backcountry. Okay. So they're, they're bread and butter customers they have. And maybe you're right. Maybe there's this, this. I mean, so what other than, market. okay, so I know that Dennis, uh, was, uh, frustrated or trying to understand what was going on here. And, but what is the biggest impact for a customer knowing that backcountry is in pursuit of lawsuits against other companies that they may or may not know? What's the impact for a typical customer? Impact wise? Yeah. I mean, why would they care? Well, I think a lot of the customers, so Backcountry started as a very small one-time sales company. I don't know if you remember those, but kind of like Woot and these other ones where you've got an item for sale really inexpensively because there's a box of them and once they're out, they're out. Mm-hmm. There's a certain time frame and a certain number. Once both of those count to zero, we move on to the next item. So it was similar to that in the beginning in its origin. Oh. Um, and so it was kind of one of those like smallish, market items that that had kind of a good faith market of people that was like okay cool a community-based purchasing if i'm not looking for anything in particular they have some every, name brand good items yep. that they're going to sell at a discount rate that yep. i should at least watch Is every that- x month x number of minutes it'll switch to something else okay right and so it would work that way originally and that's kind of when i followed it it's become more just an online retail, an Amazon of, of camping gear. Right. So, I mean, maybe we're doing the wrong thing by giving them free publicity for all this effort. But, you know, my, my thing is this, right? Should should Indian motorcycles sue the Cleveland Indians so they can have the name? 
I think the Cleveland Indians already have lawsuit problems with the government <laughs> and with the Native American but, tribes. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And having names that are similar for a company like Indian isn't bad because brand recognition is in all of those places. Yeah. Right? But I, I mean, so having other companies that have backcountry in it at the same route is how does that affect backcountry.com? People at least have see their name. Right, and that—that's kind of my concerns. I—I I don't think, precedence-wise in general, I think it becomes concerning. I—I I, I don't think it really matters. I know that there's 19,000 people that were frustrated that they were trying to remove the names. I don't see why. I just don't understand why. You why, say if backcountry's got the lawyers and the money, if they're trying to do that, and they want they and they want to have these conversations with these other companies, and if that's how our legal system is set up, that if they've had it and that they've had that trademarked in itself and nobody else did that's that's just how that's capitalism that's how that typically works right or wrong that's where it is but how does that affect a customer at each one of those retailers and i don't see why it does how does that affect them at backcountry or at the at the other smaller affiliates or even larger it becomes difficult if you've got it if you're trying to push a name brand that's not backcountry.com but backcountry e-cycles or backcountry you know we talk about backcountry discovery routes just because that's something sure. that's kind of relevant for discovery us, routes. right? And so, sure. Okay. If you now change, change your name, name, you've got you've got a nonprofit backcountry discovery routes BDR. People know it. It but has we're a only, following. We're just not seeing all the information. Backcountry discovery routes. Why don't you get into a little uh, discussion with backcountry themselves and have them sponsor it, and then you keep your name. You use it to your advantage. I don't know. I don't know why there's an uproar. I don't understand. I'm trying to understand that, and maybe it's just me. But I don't see why it matters. I think the whole point is that there are small companies being pushed around by big companies. That's the issue here, right? Okay. Is that it, it's throwing their weight around. Because the issue isn't, hey, you know, let's have a discussion. The issue is, if you don't change your name, we're going to court. Yeah, this isn't anything new. I understand. This happens locally a lot. I understand. Right, so then there's this big name brand that everybody so now the globally is, though, knows. The que- but locally, it happens with companies that have nondescript names. Right, if you create a business, mm-hmm. 101 on name creation. If you talk to an advertising firm, if you talk to a lot of these places, is to pick in a word that it means nothing, but you can push. Okay, so why didn't all these other companies do that? That's a great question. Why didn't Backcountry do that? Who had it first? That's my question. Who cares? Who had it first was the English language. Who used it and trademarked that as their name? That's a great question. I don't know the answers to that. I know. That's what I'm getting at. I don't think anyone did. I don't know that you can trademark backcountry as your name. As a pair, side by side. Can you submit that as a business name? Yes. Can you trademark the word backcountry? I don't know that you can. I don't know either. But as a business name, I think it's very similar. And then, because automotive-wise, there's been a lot of body shops out there that have how many different how many different variations on that can you have? And you can get very unique to your point. Yep. But some that you would be like, oh, that would just be a standard name, and that wouldn't be a big deal. We had an auto body shop in Burns, Oregon, where I was growing up, and all of a sudden they had to change it. And sure, they were frustrated, but then they changed their name, and you move on. Sure. Is it is it worth it? Should that person have gone through and actually done a search to see if there were any other automotive shops that were like that? Yes. If you're going to start a business. I agree. When we started Soccer Moto, was there anybody else we checked? We did. Right. That's what I'm getting at. But there's, 
you know, the we're issue, only getting a piece of the puzzle, and that's all I'm trying to say. What was really going on? The issue is the word backcountry. If you look at the <clears throat> arguments and the debate against it, the main issue, if you look at their statement, is that you cannot own the word backcountry. You cannot force those not to use that word backcountry within their name. The word backcountry is a common word, common phraseology, especially for anything that's outdoors related. Right. I agree that it's not the most ideal and it's not one that you can protect, right? Nor okay. is it one that you can really So let's have look a lot at hold Apple. On. Why what what's happened with Apple? Can there be another company called Apple? Sure. Can there? Probably. I don't think so. I think there can be Apple XYZ. Right? Maybe. Apple Automotive. Unless they've already taken that. I don't know. Right? Competing markets, though, is where they're going to look at it. So they Correct. went after markets with their own sector, like with that that do something similar to what they're selling. Do something in the outdoors, which would be every market that has the word backcountry. Probably. You know what I mean? And that's right, the issue. But if somebody else came up with the word Apple Electronics, is that going to be okay? Why not? Probably not. Why not? Because. Now, the question would be, is it okay if... Apple doesn't already own that. The question with Apple is they probably already own that. They probably went through and already Scorch Earth purchased all of those business names. Right. And people still buy Apple. How did it affect the consumer? It didn't. And I'm not saying they purchased it from small companies. I'm saying they They purchased it as a blanket. They could have. We just don't know. They could have. But I would also wager that Apple Electronics, because Apple came in early, early, early in the game, wouldn't be such a big deal. Right. Right. They would have owned that idea and name way in advance. Backcountry is not that old. Well, they had Macintosh, right? Sure. And then they went to Apple. So I don't know what came first. I'm just expressing the Apple, but anyway. That in a similar standpoint, but I agree with you. That Apple itself is a fruit and I don't think you can't own the word Apple. Right. Right. But as a, I don't um, think Apple's name company, company name is just Apple. No, and I, and it's I probably get that. Apple Consumer Electronics or something to that effect. Okay, right. But I think that they've also gone through and they probably purchased them instead, as opposed to burning bridges by cease and desist. Purchase them? Yeah, that's fair. If it's similar, you're right. I hear what you're saying. Right. That they're saying, "Hey, we'll buy this out." For and X we don't dollars. know if that is how it worked out with all these other people. That we heard cease and desist, but I don't know the whole so, puzzle. I don't know all of the as pieces. As far as I can see on the articles, and I'm not involved directly, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't a purchase offer. It was, we will go to court over this, or we will litigate until you run out of money. It was very much a push into a corner, not a, here's X amount of money, which is about the value of your right. brand. Go ahead and rename yourself and take this money to do it, mm-hmm. Right. Here's enough money to advertise your new company and to get a new name, right? For legal fees for your new brand and to go ahead and do some advertising to let all of your customers know. Go. That's not how it was expressed. Mm-hmm. And it was more so a, you can't have this, only we can. I think this is, this is old news. It, even it's though it's true. relevant. It's been resolved. I don't think it matters anymore. And I don't know if, how much it really mattered for a consumer. Some people probably took it, uh, it a little offended. Because they don't want to see somebody being maybe pushed over if they want to look at it that way. But I just don't have all the details. 
I don't have all the details to really make that judgment for myself. And the unfortunate part is those that have already figured it out and have moved on have been paid to be quiet about it. Right. So we will never know the details. Hey, to be quiet, right? And that brings up my previous uh, sure. statement. So, And they sure. agreed upon something. The issue is, with the exception of those that have now become partners, or not partners in the way of business partner, but that have now contractually set up an agreement mm-hmm. between them both that isn't just hush money. Those have been made very amicable, but those that were paid were ones that had occurred in the past and that it definitely, the connotation of that is negative that they were running out of cash. And if they didn't just do what backcountry said, they would just go out of business anyway. So I think that's a big assumption. I see what you're saying, but I think that's a big assumption. I agree. I feel I don't like it. I can tell you it'll affect my business until it's resolved. For your your 10% online purchases? That's right. (laughs) Okay. That's right. I know. I know. But it does go back to that conversation, right? In the end, who do you want to support, right? I'd rather support the local guy. I agree. I do. And I don't want to see monkey business going on and people getting pushed over. I just don't. A lot of the times... News gets sensationalized and overblown, and we don't really see the whole picture. That's fair. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right. What did we do? Did we just bore everybody to death? I think we did. That that got real businessy. I'm sorry. So lame. We used backcountry. Can can you censor all those out when we uh, edit this? I don't think we can actually say that. I'm just a little worried. If they're just benched, um, I don't want backcountry in this at all. We're going to change our name to the the backcountry motorcycle podcast. Okay. See what happens. We'll get directly involved in the fight <laughs> by picking one. Uh, we should have gone with that name. I, why didn't you think of that? Nonetheless, let me tell you, man, Ireland's great. <laughs> and I hope you're having fun know. in the just as cold and wet Northwest. Yeah, I'll be all right, man. It's not that crazy over here. But uh, looking forward to that. And uh, I'll do what I can to get some uh, some information out. Trying, I'm, to... I'm holding it to. I'm holding you to that, man. I want to see some interviews, some pictures, some videos. You taking over your uh, your uh, video camera yep. at all? Are you going to be doing the, any the uh, GoPro? GoPros. The GoPro will be there. The GoPro Winfrey. Okay, good. I, good. It was not the name of my GoPro, but it now is. For the record, <laughs> the GoPro Winfrey. <laughs> man, where was that five years ago? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody's having an awesome week. Enjoy, uh, enjoy some time. Holidays are coming up. Yeah. At least in the U.S. I realize we have a lot of international listeners. Black Friday. Nonetheless, uh, uh, try to have fun even though it's not really a holiday in many other countries. Call it a ho- call it anyway. And, You're uh, sick. if you shop in any go. U.S. companies, you can still get the deals on Friday. Yeah, probably. That's true. So, or Cyber Monday. Isn't Cyber Monday? I don't know. There, people Black are doing Friday, Black Friday Cyber sales Monday. right now. Early Black, Black Friday. Cyber yeah. Monday, Monday. What is it? Small Business Saturday? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's a thing too. So that's where you go to your local shop. It's on and you a stick Saturday. it in a man. Yeah. Okay. Nonetheless, everybody enjoy. Have a great winter. Lots of stuff coming up. Keep an eye on the calendar. We're going to start posting a lot more. Yep. Check on out the, Patreon. Uh, on the Facebook page. Yep. For events coming up, Patreon's going to have a lot of, especially in this next few weeks, exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Between last week and the next week, exclusive content. 
Gotta get my time straight. Remember where I am in the uh, the timeline here. Okay. Um, we don't usually load them up like this, but I'm trying to get used to it. Yeah, we'll learn to not even say these <laughs> back and forth <laughs> comments We're all in the over. future. Apologize in advance for that. I guess in advance after the fact for that because it's not in advance anymore. Just stop. Just stop. And uh, yeah, check us out Facebook. Like, rate, review. Thank yep. you for uh, listening. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Again, we, we love all these new listeners. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can send us an email. You can catch us on our website, slackermotorradio.com. Yeah. And again, yeah, check out our Patreon because there's a lot of new stuff. And uh, other than that, I hope everybody has an awesome week. Yeah. If you know uh, Addison's sleeping over there in Ireland, send him a text while he's uh, while in the middle of the night. He'll, he'll appreciate that. And uh, until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.